1: What's going on, everyone? You already know, this is the CLNS Media's New England Patriots post-game show. I am your host, Mike Mullino alongside Marvin is on. Back from the bye week, Patriots march into Mile High City and come out victorious with a final score of 41-16 over the Denver Broncos. Sunday night game, you know, late night, but Patriots don't mind going into Denver and doing a nope. thing. Looking just like they did before the bye week. Another win for the Patriots. Five in a row, I think, that makes it for the Patriots. Looking good right now. They're on a roll, and what a win to get over the Denver Broncos, a team that, you know, sometimes has given the Patriots, Tom Brady, a problem over the years, but a dominant performance and a dominant win tonight.
0: But this is not you – know, this ain't your daddy, Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> Denver Broncos are, have been struggling. When you got a quarterback like Brock, Weiler, You knew that you know Patriots would have an easier time in this game as long as they were focused and they went with the game plan. And Mike, a lot of people were involved in this game. Everybody that the Patriots, you know, brought in during this, you know, bye-week slash trade deadline got his chest. You even saw Brian Hoyer. So you know it was a good, a good night for the Patriots, but offensively, the Patriots were on sync were in sync defense, you know. You saw that Ben don't break defense. It wasn't great. It wasn't amazing, but it was still good enough. Only let up 16 points in this game. And then special teams, Mike, special teams were really, really big in this game. That's the story. I think special teams, whether it was the punting game, the kicking game, or the kick returns, all over the place. Patriots had a really solid night against Denver.
1: Absolutely. And I think the stat is that this makes the fifth straight game where the Patriots hold the team below 17 points. A team where – A lot different than when we were starting off this season. Exactly. You know, we came into the season watching this Patriots team and we were questioning the defense left and right, whether it be capable to – will the secondary be able to sustain solid play? You know, can they try to get to the quarterback? So many questions, so many – Things that we saw looking very wrong with this Patriots defense, but they've come out these last, you know, several games and have played really well. And, I mean, yeah, we're not seeing a bunch of turnovers. The interceptions, the fumbles, the sacks aren't really there, but you're holding team to less than 17 points. That's all you can really ask for. I mean, you know for the most part Tom Brady and his weapons are going to go out there and put numbers up, and that's really what you you want him to do. And when you have the defense holding their own and, and and slowing down opposing teams, it says a lot. I mean, that's really all you can ask for from a team. So it's great to see for sure. Real quick, we are live right now. Yes, we are live
0: direct. So we want to hear from you guys. What are your thoughts of this game? What are the key points in this game that really stood out to you guys? Let's have a conversation. Talk to Mike Nice and I. We're going to get it going. Let's talk about the quarterbacks, Mike. Tom Brady, 25 for 34, 266 yards, three touchdowns. Once again, a flawless game from Brady. He really dissected this strong, you know, um, strong defense by the Broncos. He was, wasn't was afraid to throw to Talib. He wasn't afraid to throw to Harris at all. He was looking for Cooks a couple times when he was covered very well. And, you know, the receivers came out. Gronk had a solid game, four receptions, 74 yards. Brandon Cooks. Six receptions, seventy-four yards. Even though you know that number was kind of skewed in that last garbage time catch mm-hmm. earlier. Even saw Bennett in the game as well with three receptions. Mike, he was in there early to set the tone. And Bennett, that's a huge surprise. You lose, you lose Hogan. You know, receivers have been falling out. You know, you're adding another pass catcher in Bennett. What
1: What do you think about adding Bennett to this team? Well, I mean, if you've been following everything that's been going on with Martellus Bennett over these last couple of days, weeks. The whole situation with him leaving Green Bay and him having the supposed injury, the torn labrum and rotator cuff, and you know him supposedly opting for surgery would probably put him out for the rest of the season. But then he shows up in New England after they claim him off the waivers. Uh, This guy's at practice and he's looking ready to go. Everyone saw him active for the game tonight, and he's on the field looking like Martellus Bennett from last year. Never lost a step. He's hurt? So, is he really hurt? <laughs> is he really, we don't even know because he looked like you know. Is, is, is He was in number 88, just like he was last year. So it was a good sign to see. Uh, obviously, you know how much the Patriots love having the two tight ends set, two guys they can really depend on. They haven't been getting anything until today <laughs> from Dwayne Allen. Until today, they haven't been getting anything from Dwayne Dwayne Allen all season. Uh, so, yeah, to get Bennett back on the team and, and have him there with Gronkowski, I think, you know, definitely adds to the weapons. For Tom Brady, especially uh, as the season goes on and, and, you know, you push for the playoffs, why not bring back a guy who knows the system pretty well and can make plays happen? You heard it right, guys. Dwayne Allen, all the guy
0: does is catch touchdowns. You mean? That's all he does. One catch, 11 yards, TD, Dwayne Allen. And I think maybe that's what they're trying to do now with, you know, you're bringing up Bennett. Maybe you have a three tight end set in the red zone. Because let's be real, Mike, the red zone's been – a big issue with the Patriots, and I think they're still they're still trying to figure things out there. There's some play calls that I really do question sometimes when they get there, like throwing a fade to Cooks in the red zone when he's covered by Chris Harris. That's not probably the greatest thing. A slant to Burkhead in the red zone, not always going to work. So Patriots got a lot to work with, but you add Bennett. This guy is 6'7". 260 plus, this is another big guy, even bigger than Gronk. So if he can, you know, we know he's battling through some injuries. We, we, supposedly. Supposedly, we don't really know. He looked pretty good out there this week. You add in Bennett, Dwayne Allen, all he's doing is catching touchdowns now. So <laughs> you add those guys in, you you can start to have a nice red zone threat. So
1: this Bennett signing is huge. In all honesty, you know, with Bennett, Gorkowski still there. And then like I said, finally we're seeing the hopeful arrival of a Dwayne Allen, this could turn, Patriots can turn this into, you know, possibly having one of the best red zone offenses in the NFL. If they can, you know, improve, continue to improve. It needs to get better. If you think about it last year, no Gronkowski for the most part. Bennett was a guy who was really targeted a lot in the red zone. Now Bennett's back. Gronkowski's still healthy, thankfully, you know, and then Dwayne Allen, we saw him catch a touchdown today. So like my man, Uh Jr. just said, could this possibly be a three tight end set moving forward? Especially coming to the red zone. You know, red zones, definitely. You'll see you'll definitely see three
0: tight ends in the red zone. You know, they use Dwayne Allen as a blocking mostly, but Bennett is a better blocker than Dwayne Allen. So you're gonna see you're gonna see those guys interchange. And now that Bennett's not completely healthy, maybe he's not maybe he's only playing 30-40 percent of the snaps when you need that big, you know, catch. We know he has a rapport with Brady, you know, with Gronk going out last last year, like you said, Benning and Brady had that connection. So three tight end sets, you'll see that close to the red zone goal line area where they might punch it in. They might, you know, do a fake nice play actions. So that's when
1: you'll see those three tight ends, but not, not throughout. Before we continue, though, I know this show is all about football. You know, we focus on Patriots, but I got some information for you guys. Listen up. Hoop fans, basketball season is back. And now that your favorite hardwood heroes have returned to action, it's time for you to put your fantasy knowledge to the test and win huge cash prizes. Every night playing one day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. At DraftKings, there are so many ways to play. Choose from public contests with huge cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against your friends. They've got a beginner and casual contest where you'll only play against people with your familiar skill set. The best part, you get to draft a new team each day. And drafting a new team is arguably the best part of fantasy. The only thing better, winning cash while doing it. Just ask Dan from St. Louis (laughs) and Jeremy from Austin. They both turned $3 entries into thousands of bucks. Huge cash prizes and bragging rights await you only at DraftKings. Use the code CLNS at DraftKings.com to play free with your first deposit. Uh, You share $10,000 in total prizes tonight. Don't wait. Use CLNS DraftKings.com now. Choose your lineup and you can seriously win some cash tonight. That code is CLNS, only at DraftKings.com. The game inside of the game. A minimum $5 deposit eligibility, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Mike, I
0: want to continue talking about the offense. Um, we spoke about the receivers, we talked about the tight end sets, but this running back core right here, we talked about it week in, week in, weeks. They might have the most solid running back core in the NFL, and they proved it again. And this is with Galissy not playing. He was a healthy scratch this week. You have James White, who who scored a touchdown, Burkhead, and Dion Lewis. This game, this game set, this game plan, you could see it was run heavy, really run at this Denver defense to set the tone and then try to hit them deep. What do you think is going to, going forward, do, you, do we need to see Galissi
1: in this Patriots offense? I mean, yeah, by the looks of it tonight, you didn't need Galissi. But it was short yardage situation, whatever the case was, the Patriots made it work with Lewis, Burkhead and White. Obviously, I still think having that power back, you know, a part of the run game is huge. Short yardage situations, those third and one, fourth and ones, goal line situations, where you want somebody to punch it into the end zone. I think Galissi is the best choice for those situations on this team. Now, like I said, if you watch the game tonight, it looked like just use Lewis, you know, or or use Burkhead or or White in some of those situations, and they can get the job done. But in my personal opinion, I think just having that power back on your team is something you can rely on, who. Yes, Lewis could probably do it, but what are the the chances are probably higher if you have a bigger guy who can really just punch his way through, you know, the line and and pick up the necessary yardage. So one thing that's very unique about this Patriots team, like I've said many times on the the show, is that, you know, they have four guys who they can really depend on in various situations, and I think they need to continue that. Obviously, no Galisi tonight, but I don't think that will be the case moving forward. I think they'll find ways to have all four of those guys involved in the offense as the season goes on for sure.
0: So you have Dion Lewis, he ran for 14 yards, 55 yards, he ran for a touchdown. Burkhead, 10 carries for 36 yards and three receptions for 27 for a touchdown. And then James White with three receptions himself, 11 yards and two carries for seven yards. James White is starting to really be solidify that third down back. You have Burkhead and Lewis who are starting to take the carries and now you're seeing Burkhead you know, play the slot position as well. You know, no Chris Hogan there, so you needed someone to fill that role. Dorsett's more of an outside receiver. So Bur- Burkhead came in, played the slot, and he played it very well with mismatches against linebackers. That's something I think the Patriots are going to exploit even more going forward, having Burkhead out there. You saw no passes to Deion Lewis this game. I think Deion Lewis is really solidifying himself as that power back if Galissi ever does get hurt or he starts to become a healthy scratch
1: routinely. Yeah, I like the fact that, like you just said, you know, they use Burkhead and White in a lot of situations where they had mismatches against safeties and linebackers, and it worked out really well. You know the Patriots look at that matchup specifically because they know that their guys who are talented at, at that position can make plays happen. Brady will find them, and they're able to, you know, pick up huge yardage down the field. At the same time, Um, You know, like we just talked about, if Galissi's out or he's hurt or it's a healthy scratch, whatever the case may be, Deion Lewis showed that he could be relied upon, you know, in that situation. Uh, Again, I like the four-headed monsters that the Patriots have and how they're all capable of doing different things. So we'll be able to see him. But I think the Patriots will continue to use uh, White and Burkhead especially. Uh, as as mismatches against other teams and linebackers and safeties moving forward. They don't need Deion Lewis to catch the ball. They don't. They don't. And I mean, he, he, he played that role for the Patriots before, and he's capable, very capable of doing that. But now that you have White and Burkhead, you know, they can just have Lewis focus specifically on just running the ball and picking up yardage uh, when Brady hands the ball to him for sure. And Lewis also had... A
0: fantastic game when it came to the special teams, like we're saying. During the kick return, you know, they were already up 7-0. Deion Lewis takes it all the way back. This is another time we're seeing Deion Lewis really show himself, show his value to this team. And it started It started with special teams, you know, in the beginning of the year, Lewis wasn't really getting Any burn whatsoever. We knew we had the injury problem, and you know Belichick put him out there for the kick return, punt return. And you remember going into the season, there was a huge question mark, Mike, on who's going to be this kick returner and punt returner when you when you lose, you know, cornerback in and your guy out. Wow, I'm forgetting Cyrus Jones. Cyrus Jones. My lose, guy, you lose Cyrus Jones. You don't want to put you lose Edelman. You don't want to put Amandola out there all the time because you know how injury prone he is. Deion Lewis solidified that role and now he's scoring for you as
1: well. So, Deion Lewis, very keen in all aspects of this team. Absolutely. I want to switch it up though a little bit to yeah. the defense. Oh, yeah. And one thing that was just brought up shout out to my guy, Celtic Bird. Emmanuel Sanders had 137 yards on six catches tonight. AKA, he was giving Malcolm Butler the business. 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 He got the whole game. So, what a performance, you know, in a guy in Malcolm Butler who, over the last couple of weeks weeks without, you know, um, uh, Gilmore and and Rowe there, Butler has been playing pretty well. And then you get a game where, you know, Gilmore's back. Now Butler looks like he has regressed a little bit. And you see Emmanuel Sanders just chewing him alive all throughout the game. It looked bad. It looked bad. So with that performance, I mean, you just chalk it up as a bad game. I don't think think Emmanuel Sanders is a hell of a receiver as well.
0: And I think Emmanuel Sanders has a personal endeavor against Malcolm Butler. Mm -hmm. You know, back in 2014, when Butler was just a rookie before before the Super Bowl, they faced. They faced the Broncos sometime near November when the Patriots blew them about, it was around the same score, 40-something to 16, or 41 to 13, something like that. And Malcolm Butler played a huge role in that game where he covered Emmanuel Sanders. And he did a hell of a job. Didn't see him much for the rest of the season until obviously <laughs> the, that's Super the Super Bowl, where he really made his the name for himself. But ever since then, Mike, Emmanuel Sanders, I swear, has made it his mission to try to take Butler out. Even last year when um, the Patriots faced him early into the season, commentators would come out and say, oh, does Butler lock you down? And Sanders said, Butler would never lock me down. Check the tape of uh, they use safeties against him. So anytime Sanders has that one-on-one matchup with Butler, he wants to go out there and prove himself and He sure did tonight. Butler had really struggled. In the beginning of the game, you know, he was – He was respecting Emmanuel Sanders speed too much and backing off of him. Sanders just found all ways to get the ball and make Butler look silly this game.
1: Didn't look good at all, not at all. Gilmore
0: looked really pretty good out there. I can't complain about his his performance too much. You can't say anything really bad about Gilmore on on Demarius Thomas, mostly for the game. Thomas ended the game with five reception, 44 yards. He
1: did have that touchdown, but it wasn't on Gilmore. True, I mean, other than, you know, he had the typical Gilmore penalty. (laughs) That's, 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 you just, I think. You just come to expecting that. Yeah, it's the Brandon,
0: the Brandon Browner effect. (laughs) Where you're just going to have to, to, you're going to have to just, you know, there's going to be a hold there or touch the mask or something from Gilmore. But if he can have a solid game with no blown coverages, he's,
1: he's not living up to expectations yet, Mm -hmm. but he can be solid for this team. Absolutely, and you know, I don't mean to flip flop, but I want to go back to offense just for a second. And as much of a great game that Tom Brady had tonight, you know, everybody's, you know, speaking in the comments talking about how good of a game Tom Brady had. I think a lot of credit has to go to the offensive line because if you think about it, there's been so many games that that, uh, Brady has played against this Denver team and especially these certain guys on defense. And they have wrecked havoc against Tom Brady and the offensive line. And I think in this game, Brady was—he wasn't hit a lot. He was only sacked one time in many games that they've had before. Like I said, Brady has been beat up by this Denver, these guys up front for the Denver Broncos. But I got to give a lot of credit uh, to the offensive line for for doing a great job protecting Brady tonight. I mean, obviously we know what those guys, Vaughn Miller and, and those guys up front, are capable of. But Starnesia had those guys ready for this matchup against this tough. Than the Broncos defense.
0: And if you're gonna give their Patriots offensive offensive line some, some you know some consideration, recognition, you might as well give the same thing to the Broncos offensive line. Because Brock also I didn't get touched either this game. Brady got sacked once.
1: You know how many times Brock got sacked? Donut zero, but times. that's what we come to expect from this Patriots defense. They don't ever get to the quarterback, and it's rare, and if they do. It's a celebration because that's how rare it is. The Patriots never get to the quarterback, so for for us to look at the stats right now and see that Brock Osweiler was sacked, if you're like us here, or me, you're not too surprised because that's just how the Patriots play. And with them not able to not being able to get to the quarterback at the same time, they've only they held them to only sixteen points. So. I guess you got it. So
0: is, is this a bad offensive Broncos team or is the Patriots defense getting better? Because I feel like we're, every week we're, we just see teams make horrible mistakes. You see Patriots take advantage of those mistakes and win. Is it is it
1: more that the, the teams the Patriots are playing are just dummies or the Patriots are playing really well? I think it's a little bit of both because in all honesty, I think Brock Osweiler is a bum. And the fact that he's a starting quarterback in this league is shocking to me. But at the same time, the Patriots' defense has looked somewhat better. You know, whether whether it is containing the run a little bit, whether it is their play on, on in the secondary, it has looked a little better for sure. But the Patriots have gotten lucky these last couple of weeks. Uh, Osweiler again, bum. Phillip Rivers, if you watch this game today, you know what kind of quarterback Phillip Rivers is. So, it's, it's interesting to see. And the next week, you know, you're taking on uh, Oakland Raiders team. Who They're not the same o- Oakland Raiders team that, you know, we saw last season where Derek Carr was an MVP candidate, you know, throughout the whole year up until he broke his leg. This, that's a completely different Oakland Raiders team that, you know, we're witnessing this season. So it's also going to be interesting to see how they play against them. Uh, if they play to the best of their ability, Oakland Raiders is a very, can be a very high-powered offensive team. But they haven't been, and the Patriots defense at the same time is steadily on the rise as, as the season continues. You guys are on the chat right now, and I see it booming. Keep keep
0: commenting. We're going to get to some of you guys shortly. Holiday cash, you need it and I know where to get it. My bookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner and while that means plenty of parties, gifts and spending, it also means there's a lot of football, basketball and hockey games you can score big on every day. Man up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money time slide or total. My bookie is your hooker for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. When you bet, it's just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're only site I'd recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check it out yourself. Then have the odds of every matchup in a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now, mybookie, while matching your deposit to up to 50%. Use my promo code to activate it. mybookie.ag
1: today. You play. You win. You get paid. Looking at the live chat here, Marv. We've got a lot of comments coming in. Uh, guy Teddy Gonzalez said that interception by Chung was very nice.
0: It was nice, especially after Chris Collinworth was yapping his mouth, saying Brock I was
1: playing very well. And right on cue, <laughs> Brock threw that interception. So True, true, true. A Guy Celtic Bird again said nine different Pats players caught a reception tonight. Yeah, they spread the ball. Everywhere, you, like you said, when you get
0: a game of Dorsett and Dwayne Allen making contributions on the offense, you know Brady's on his game,
1: especially against this tough Broncos defense. So that's a joy to see. A guy, Gotti Jr. believes that the Patriots special team might be one of the best in the in all of the NFL. I would
0: agree. Mike won it because he <laughs> thinks Koskowski sucks. But I think
1: <laughs> this dude, Mike, Can't stand Guskowski. Hey, he had a good game tonight, so I'm not even going to get on his case. I might have something for Guskowski later on in the show. To be truly honest, but yeah, another comment that came in, and this this was this one's pretty interesting. Will playing in Mexico next week benefit either team?
0: Benefit? No, it doesn't. It doesn't benefit anybody. But the Patriots this week. Have the luxury, of, you know, training in high altitude all week. You go into Mexico where the altitude is even higher, so they they get used to in the system a little more. But it doesn't benefit anyone to play in that type
1: of and it sucks for the Oakland Raiders because they lose a the home game off of that. True. And all and in my opinion, all that's really gonna happen is Oakland Raiders just gonna lose a game in another country. So that's just all I'm looking at when it when it boils down to it. Sorry. Oakland Raiders. They've been struggling all season. The Patriots are hot right now. Five games in a row, holding teams to uh, under 17 points. The Patriots are hot right now. Everybody's healthy. You know, some guys are coming back from from being injured. So, like, it's going to be a a difficult game for Oakland, in my opinion, in Mexico. I like how you said that,
0: how the Oakland are struggling. Because when you look back in the beginning of the year and you looked at the schedule and you saw the stretch that the Patriots were going to go on, when you saw they wanna face, you know, San Diego, then they gotta to go to Denver, then they gotta to go to Mexico against Oakland. You're like, Whoa, this Patriots, this Patriot stretch is gonna to be tough. True. And it's it's looking like it's not it's not gonna be a challenge at all. Broncos not who we thought they were gonna be. Oakland has struggled. It, it's weird
1: how the season has just really switched up. Absolutely. Like you just said, you looked at that part of the schedule and you figured, okay, we know what Denver. Denver's defense has been capable, capable over the years. We haven't seen that same defense. Like I just said, we saw what Oakland was doing last year, and how Derek Carr was, you know, running in the MVP conversation for a while with his team. That's not happening this season. So it's crazy how things can change up. You know, if you watch the NFL over the years and years and years, so many things can change. Players come and go, teams are good one, one season, drop off the next. There's one thing that stays consistent, and that's just the play of the New England Patriots. You know, each season that comes along, there's always questions about how's the defense going to be? How's the offense going to be? How are the new players going to fit in? Brady's a year older. How is he going to perform? Questions, 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 questions. This is now week 10, if I'm correct, right, That that we're on right now. The Patriots are one of the top teams in the NFL. I don't think that's a, a debatable, you know, statement to make. They're just winning games. They're on a winning streak right now, and you're looking at the schedule. Oakland coming up next. We just talked about their struggles. Miami, Buffalo, Miami. It's a tough. It's a tough stretch. That Miami, here. Buffalo, Buffalo, Miami. Miami you you playing at Buffalo,
0: then you go to Miami, and then you finish it off, and you have to play at Pittsburgh. That's a tougher stretch than we thought when it was going to be Denver and
1: at Denver and, and at. Oakland. Very Oldham. true. Very true. I mean, you know, those divisional games can always be interesting because you know a lot of people look at like Miami and Buffalo and think those teams just suck. But sometimes for some reason, Patriots play these teams. Buffalo's Buffalo's playing tough. And, this they, year. and they play the Patriots tough and whatnot. And Pittsburgh, in my opinion, is probably you know. The second most high-powered offense, second or third, because I mean Kansas City's was, was is buzzing, was buzzing for a while. Uh, Pittsburgh is one of the top offenses in the AFC, so it's going to be interesting to see how that game goes in Pittsburgh. Uh, Roethlisberger has had an up and down season, but Le'Veon Bell still there. Antonio Brown is still there. Your Ju- new guy, Juju Ju on that beat, still there. <laughs> this, this guy, Juju Smith something Schuster is over there putting in work, the youngest player in the NFL. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Patriots can can close out this season strong if they continue doing and putting in the same work they have been doing over these last couple of games for sure. And you want that number one seed, Mike. You want
0: that number one seed. Pittsburgh, they have the same record as the New England Patriots. They only lost two games as well. And you know what happens when the Patriots get that number one seed. The road
1: goes through New England. It's a wrap. Yeah, still looking at these comments here for sure. Guy Gotti Jr. believes that Steelers game was a scary one coming up. Oh, on the at, season. at Pittsburgh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Let's we'll see what else we have here. <laughs> Guy Christian Torres told me I'm tripping. Guskowski oh, wow. is great. Guskowski is amazing. He's missed two kicks, but Mike, if I swear, if
0: it goes even a little left and it sneaks in, Mike's in here in the studio just going, ah, oh,
1: Guskowski stings. The guy's had a great bounce back year. You know, I'll give him some credit. Last year was bad. I was ready to tell him hit the roll jack. Last year was funny money. Hit the roll jack and don't you come back. That's what I was really ready to tell Gaskowski. But I'll give him some credit. This year has been much, much better. You know, his accuracy is back. You know, his, that, that, that San Diego game was a little questionable. <laughs> but I think tonight <laughs> he – gave him a sorry. Oh, he deserved it in my opinion. But I think tonight he was uh, two for two. With field goals, and I think five for five with extra points. I'm pretty sure uh, that was his stat line. So you know, solid game from tonight. Like I said, I got something for Kiskowski coming up later in the show. Stay tuned. You got to give credit. What credit is due? What credit is due? So I got some for him for I sure. Like that, but I mean, all in all, I think that what the Patriots have been doing over this stretch of games and even all season you know one debate that people start having and this is something that I definitely want to ask you know people watching right now people buzzing in the chat is Tom Brady a bona fide without a doubt MVP candidate is that a is because some people still question it some people I don't look think his
0: I don't think he's a bona
1: fide you MVP. don't think he's a bona fide MVP candidate right now I is he think- not in the conversation at all Oh, he's in the he's definitely he's definitely in the
0: conversation. Okay. I think with Brady that's going to work against him is that that LeBron James syndrome or that Michael Jordan when you're always winning, you're always that new guy who's hot right now, that you might want to lean towards and give it to him. Right now Carson Wentz is balling. Mm-hmm. He is balling. That Eagles offense is amazing. On fire. They just added Jay Ajayi too, to that offense. That team is rolling right now. I think Right now, I'll give it to Carson Wentz. And then you put Brady up there. But Brady, obviously, you know, every year you could put him in that MVP category. He has never had a bad year. Offense numbers look ridiculous. We're not even going to talk about his age because, you know, every time you talk about Brady, the age thing comes up. So that's already a given. Brady's played amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think he's now has 19 touchdown passes on the season. Uh, only two interceptions. You know, this guy is looking very solid for a 40-year-old quarterback, whatever the stats are. I know they always try to compare Warren Moon and Brett Favre, whatever the case may be when they're 40 years old. At this rate, Brady will blow those numbers out the window because he's just continuing to put in work week in and week out. Um, But I like – what I'm seeing, just in general, especially how the defense has continued to improve, you got some young guys stepping up. They need to in the absence of Dante Hightower, for sure. I think Kyle Van Noy is one guy who had a solid game tonight. Uh, I know Trey Flowers made a couple big plays, but yeah, it's going to be. It's still a lot of season left to play. Still a lot of season left to play, and with those games that are coming up, the stretch the Kansas City, the Miami, Buffalo. You know, what you want to continue to see is more of the same. You look at a game like tonight, you score 41 points. You put up points that we expect the Patriots to put up, that they're capable of putting up. And then on the other hand, you hold the team to so only 16 points. What more can you really ask for? No,
0: that's it's a great performance. This is a great way to start off, you know, this this road trip, get this team going in high altitude. Next week, again, you're facing the Oakland team like you mentioned. That's not that great. Keep the momentum going. This team can really start to find its swagger on, especially on the defensive end, going down in the playoffs, you know, what? In early in the season, we're like for playoffs, we, gotta, <laughs> we just got to take it week by week. But now you can really start thinking the Patriots can really start making some noise if they really get this momentum going. 41 points they put up on this Denver
1: defense is really impressive. I man. Clifton Brown disagrees with you, Marv, with, he said, Tom Brady right now is the MVP of the league. He loves what Wentz is doing, but he has to show him a little bit more, especially next week in a game against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument
0: that Brady's over Wentz. I just think. If you see what Wentz's numbers right now, I can't pull it up exactly at this moment. Compared to Brady, they're pretty similar. He's he's playing off the roof. He did the same thing to the Denver Broncos defense that Brady did, and you, they dropped fifty something points on, <laughs> on Denver. Dallas, he said Dallas next yes. week that they're facing. That's a big game for Wentz, a big divisional game. I think he's going to show up. It's going to go down the stretch, but I think Wentz is a little a little higher right now in front of Brady, especially because like I was just saying, how Brady's always dominating when it comes to you know, these type of awards, sometimes they like to
1: give it to a fresh face. I hear what you're saying. It's happened in the NBA multiple times uh, throughout the years. But with all that being said and looking at the time, I think we can get in to the stars and sorries of the game tonight. Okay, stars and sorries. We'll start with the stars. huh. Wait.
0: We'll do our stars and stars, but put down your stars, stars and stars in the comment that sections as well. Let us know who
1: you guys think are the stars and stars. Go and ahead. if you don't know, a star is you know, star of the game, MVP of the game, yeah. who you thought had a solid performance, maybe a highlight play, whatever you liked from whatever player, that is a star of the game.
0: You want to be a CLNS star of the game, it's one of the highest awards you can get. Absolutely. I'm talking Grammy,
1: you know, yeah, Oscar Grammys. Academy Oscars. Awards. Whatever the case may be. You want to be (laughs) a star. But I tell you one thing you don't want to be. You don't want to be a sorry. Mm -hmm. So if you saw somebody who had a trash performance, terrible game, just didn't like what you saw from them at all, give that person a sorry. Mm -hmm. But like I said, Marvin and I will start with the stars. I got two. The first one. I think has to go to a guy who just had another solid performance. Another solid performance. I see some guys agreeing with me, and that is easy. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Over 250 yards, I believe. Three touchdown passes. 266 yards with three touchdown passes. He was 25 of 34. Typical Tom Brady game. What more can you ask for? I mean. You know, other quarterbacks in the league have, have a game like that. And they're saying, oh, this is a career night for me. My goodness. <laughs> but that's the typical Tom Brady stat line. The day in the office. That's it. That's it. You punch in, punch out, go home to his his kids and his wife and, and chill, whatever they get back home from uh, this road trip. But Tom Brady is a star of the game for sure. Do you have one? I do. I have two. Do you want to finish up yours or – Okay, yeah. You know my other one. I was giving him credit earlier in the show. I said you got to give credit where credit is due. Whoa-ho. Steven Guskowski, you finally wow. out of the gutter because last week you was a sorry. But now you, two weeks, you up. two weeks ago, yeah, before the bye. Sorry. You was in the gutter. But today, tonight, you are a star of the game. Like I said, I think he was two for two in field goals, five for five with extra points. It's about time. This is big. This is big for me. Mike can't stand this guy. So this is Kelsey, big. A star? Wow. You a
0: star for the night, baby. And my star, I got two as well. First one goes to the special teams all around for the New England Patriots. I mean, what you want? You want a kick return? They got you. Block punts? They got you. They were just solid. Even they forced a big, you know, um, There was a punt that was going to happen, and there was 12 men on the field. The punter realized it, called that penalty, and it became fourth and five to a first down, which really just ended the game throughout any hope for the Broncos to really make this a game. So special teams was a force this game. They're the first star. My second star goes to a man that all he does is catch touchdowns, Dwayne Allen. (laughs) Dwayne wow. Allen is a star. My of mine. goodness,
1: if you've been following this show, Dwayne Allen's a star. Marv has been hating on Dwayne He's Allen. He's a star, my. And for hey. him to go with giving that man so much hate to giving Dwayne Allen a star, we've come a long way on this show. Wow, two, two targets. I think that's a career high. <laughs> One reception
0: <laughs> and a touchdown. Dwayne Allen was just amazing out there. I mean, it's finally good to see him on the board. He's got that gorilla off his shoulder. <laughs> I hope to see more of Dwayne Allen.
1: Oh, man, that smile on Dwayne Allen's face <laughs> when he caught that <laughs> touchdown. The way Brady got in his face, dude, Brady got in his face, damn time, damn he caught and, and if you look at that play, like if you really look at that play, Brady was trying to throw the ball somewhere oh, else. That was Brady's <laughs> <our own laughs> last option on that play to press to Dwayne Allen. But, but it went through. I, I got to give it to you, Dwayne Allen, for sure. Looking at the comments here, you know, I see a, a Burkhead as a star of the Burkhead, game.
0: for sure. He Burkhead, had a solid a game.
1: game. People agree with me. Uh, Brady, of course, star of the game, for sure. You know, a lot of people liking Burkhead. A lot of people liking Burkhead. Someone said Dwayne Allen also did a lot of good blocking out there. He did, especially in the, in the special teams
0: that block with Dwayne Um Deion Lewis got that touchdown. He had a key block in there. So, um,
1: Dwayne Allen had a great game. I'm serious. He is the star of the game. But, like I said, when there's the good, mm-hmm. there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show, we tell you sorry. sorry. I got a lot of people already agreeing with my sorry of the game. Maybe he's your sorry of the game, too. But I think we could both agree a guy who got chewed. Ah,
0: that's my sorry. Bad. Sure. My
1: sorry for sure. It's a lot of people sorry for sure. Malcolm Butler. Mm, 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 mm. What did this what did he give up to, to Emmanuel Sanders again? Because it was bad. I think it was six receptions, a hundred and why is my thing in Spanish? I don't get it.
0: <laughs> Six receptions, a <laughs> hundred and thirty I got I got in the deportes section. I don't get it. Six receptions, <laughs> 137 yards. And it was uglier than this the stat line. Emmanuel Sanders was doing, you know, freaking Silhouette, spinning, catching, all the catches look pretty.
1: Then he started wagging his finger oh, one yeah. time at Butler like, you ain't touching me tonight, boy, you not touching me tonight. He made
0: Osweiler look good. And it's really hard to make Osweiler look good. <laughs> that is true. Malcolm Butler from CLNS, from the people who have spoken, you get a sorry. sorry.
1: Man, oh, man. That, was, that, was, that, was, that wasn't good. It wasn't a good performance at all, but like I said, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, top talent, pretty good wide right receiver. We just going to chalk it up as a bad game for Malcolm Butler, and that's that's all I'm gonna chalk it up as. If you go out next week, oh boy, you're talking about a Cooper Crabtree, them guys over there. Butler, you better Crabtree Crab, Crab, could do the same type oh of damage. Oh boy, today. Butler, you better you better be in, you know, on the practice field putting in some Where, work. Where's Bad and Bougie? Oh, bring ba- bring some back, give me give yeah. Bad and Bucci some playing time. <laughs> we didn't see any of Badamusi tonight, but you know Oakland has a lot of different options out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we might see him on the field as well. Maybe Rowe is back from injury. That Rick Rowe,
0: that uh, that's another kid guy that did not play. That and you know, you're facing now Marshall Lynch, a hard runner. You got some uh, you got some weapons there, Oakland. They're, they're gonna still be fighting, you know, to try to make that playoff push. So Patriots can really solidify the end for Oakland next week. So it's a big, big matchup against Oakland in Mexico. Absolutely.
1: Like Marv just said, Oakland will be against the Patriots next week in Mexico. Uh, Another game where Patriots look to continue their winning streak. Any final words, Marv, before we go?
0: Solid game from Dwayne Allen, the Patriots. Um, I'm really proud of what I
1: saw at this game. 41 points on this Denver defense. Patriots play ball. This is the type of night where, you know, maybe the week before Dwayne Allen had no reporters around his locker. Oh, <laughs> he's surrounded tonight for sure. But, yeah, man. And
0: I definitely want to hear more about this Martellus Bennett situation, and how he's feeling, the health throughout this whole week. It's going to be real interesting to hear that dynamic. So
1: It's going to be great to, to, to find out more for sure. For everybody who has been up late, with us watching. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, reading all your comments. You know, we like the back and forth interaction that we have with you guys. We appreciate it a lot. We will be back next week following that game against the Oakland Raiders in Mexico right here on this same channel, on the same CLNS media network. Patriots postgame show. Marvin Azan. I'm Mike Molyneux. We will see you guys next week.